This is a homebrew podcast. We at the Homebrew, a D&D podcast, are officially celebrating our second year starting July 2022. To all of you who have dug your nails into your steering wheels while listening to us battle evil fishmen on your commute to work or who have muscled through your late night shifts with us in your ears, to those of you who have laughed and cried alongside us, we sincerely thank you from the bottoms of our hearts. The amount of love that we have received through this project is absolutely unfathomable. Every message in our Discord channel, every piece of fan art, every review that you left, it rings through our chests with pride. We're honored that you have been by our sides through this wonderful journey. Coming up to this momentous milestone, we have some exciting updates we wish to share with you. As many of you know, we've had the pleasure of expanding the Homebrew Network. We're excited to announce the addition of not one, but two new shows. First, I would like to announce the Kaleidosphere and its first campaign. To Whom the Sea Belongs is a high seas horror actual play podcast. This adventure is DM'd by Nathan Hurd and joined by Grant, Pippin, and myself, Cody, from The Homebrew, as well as new cast members Alex and Jonathan. The Kaleidosphere is already pushing on its 20th episode and they're releasing weekly every Wednesday. That's Kale Like the Vegetable, Ido, I-D-O, Sphere. Another podcast that we are welcoming is Power Word Fail. The first campaign, Chosen of the Crystal Crown, will be helmed by DM Carlos Torres. With Drama Power Duo, myself and Austin Brady and Nathan Hurd, as well as new cast members Andy Casuras, Katie Franks, and Ian Davis. Join our six adventurers as they uncover an ancient trail of the gods, grapple with the lasting effects of an ancient war with dragons, and strum at the threads of fate that bind them. Power Word Fail will be released weekly on Mondays, and Session Zero and Episodes 1 and 2 will be available by the time you hear this. You can find links to both of our new shows on the Homebrew Discord or our brand new Homebrew Network website, actualplaypods.com. That's three totally free weekly shows now, all available at actualplaypods.com. Tell your friends. All right. When, when, what one of you wise assholes put a cat in my room? Listen, I. it was a one-time thing. Papa, darling. Oh, my God. Who are you? Oh, hello. My name's Evangelina Abernathy of the Monstead Abernathys. I believe you have my cat, Poppet. Ugh. It's here. Take it. Now, Grundle, is this another one of your friends? Yeah, this is Evangelina Abernathy. Of the Mordstad Abernathy's. Don't you know anything, Zaldwin? Apparently I don't. Um, very astute of you to repeat the thing that they just said. But seriously, who the, how the hell did they get on our ship? I think I might have taken another potion. My friends and I seem to be prone to such risky behaviors. You took a potion and now you're on a sh- ship. Well, that's the only explanation. I would never get on a vessel such as this in the real world. All right. Well, here's your cap. Oh, thank you. I'm going to go back to my room and pretend that people just don't keep showing up. I think that might be for the best. 
Well, welcome to the crew of Edgelaine, Abernathy, and Poppet. Thank you, Mr. Crandall. That was a very warm welcome, but could you possibly escort me off the ship now? I have much to do at home. Yeah, here, let, it, let me put us down flat outside here. Where, where you want me to put you, Mornstead? Mornstead would probably be best. Alright. Welcome back to the homebrew. I'm your slatty daddy Grant, here with Austin Brady. Gray, I quasi care for a quasi horse. Cody Smith. Frog killer Grundle! John Cayley. Nivets Pozu, I said I'm not having your babies! <laughs> and Tyrell Nye. Heavy Arms Oliver, the Hawk's Shield. Previously on the homebrew, the crew confronted the farmer, Cipram, Lord of the Top Realm of Exile. He agreed to grant them passage to descend to heresy if they were able to make stuff happen in his native plane, Limbo. He wishes to feed off of the ensuing chaos. The crew went after the Slod, who were destined to take out the mortals of Limbo in an ever-repeating cycle, specifically targeting the spawning stone that the Slod were birthed from. And we are right back here mid-combat. Queen Kamamomomo, or Mama, is victim of a hold monster spell. Uh, you're working your way through the rest of the slot. I have preserved uh, everyone's location and turn order and all of that stuff. So, Nivets, it is your turn. Well, Nivets going to move just down a little bit to be in Austin's flame aura thingy from the thing. And then I'm going to upcast gravity fisher. Okay. I'm going to uh, over-channel it. I'm going to take the 2d12 damage for the, using it for the second time. Okay. That hurts. You rolled high. Yeah, I did. And it's also going to be an empowered. Uh, empowered invocation. Add my intelligence. And I'm also sculpting the spell so it doesn't destroy Gray and Grendel. Got it. Mark. Beautiful. <laughs> I was like, that is very unfortunate placement. <laughs> I am aiming it just through. Yep. The last of all of the everybody but mama. What is the uh, total damage there? And for any of our astute rules lawyering listeners, uh, we are adding Gravity Fisher to the game. So don't at me, bro. Deal with it. You can reach me at. Right. You you can take up uh, inquiries can be directed to rules lawyer Grendel. What are you upcasting it to? You said upcasting. Uh, yeah, level. It was supposed to roll as a seven. I was double checking, so it's supposed to add up. It doesn't do anything when you upcast it, though. It, you're just I using that slot? Said, yes, that was okay. That was it. Yeah, no, if you're using the slot, that makes totally perfect That's sense. I, I, I had a reason. I just tried to remember what I had planned, you know, <laughs> that goes. Sure. Yep, just mark off. That's your seventh level uh, spell mm-hmm. for the day. Indeed. And thank you for not casting Prismatic Spray, because I hate that fucking spell. <laughs> uh, that is going to be, let's do our... Going to need all their saves. Yes, I'm going to get through saves right now. So this is going to be the death slot making their constitution saving throws. A 20 and a crit fail. Uh, what's the total damage? Um, 69. Ha! Is nice. The nice. 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 Not that again. No, we're dead. They are pulled... Okay, uh, the remaining blue slot, if he fails his save, he is dead. He does not fail his save, so he takes a bunch of damage and gets pulled into the line. 
Same with the red slot. If he fails to save, he is dead. They do not have as good a con. He's dead. This thing squirts blood and guts and ooze and disgustingness over his uh, family here. And its crumpled body is pulled into that line. Uh, and then we've got a invisible gray slot who is going to make the save. He passes the save. All right. Anything else? No, that's going to be it for now. Okay. This is initiative 20. Uh, the winds of chaos are going to blow here. Uh, I rolled a four. Uh, and on a four, all creatures are hasted. This does not affect anyone in the aura that uh, Gray has on, unfortunately. Gray. Of course. Which which slot was casting uh, Cloud Kill? That is... Oh, yeah, I need a concentration check, don't I? Yeah. That is one of my death slot boys here, so let's concentrate on it. 11, and he took... 30 damage. What's the rules on concentration saves again? I think it's just 10 or above, right? No, uh, massive damage has a different rule to it. Concentration is, I think it's 10 or half the damage taken, whichever is higher. So that would have been a DC 15 for him. Uh, So the cloud kill dissipates. Hot damn. Yep. And the other creatures are hasted. Uh, Oliver and all of the slot are hasted. Oh no, Oliver's hasted. You know what that means, y'all. That's the blue slot's turn. I imagine like you're being pulled down by this incredible weight from last time everyone's speed was halved. And then just out of nowhere, the exact opposite happens. I imagine you almost like fall over. It's so, such a, a whiplash in gravity here. He is going to run straight up uh, and I guess he's not hasted anymore because he's in the aura <laughs> didn't think about that uh, <laughs> sucker right yeah 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 uh, and he is going to bite at Grundle 27 that'll hit for 14 damage uh, 7 of that is necrotic I don't think you're resistant to necrotic damage no and he's going to claw once at you Grundle and once at you Gray a 20 on Grundle 20's my armor class. It, it, it hits then. Alright, so it was 14 total damage with my resistance. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I'm gonna retaliate. Okay. Oh, you attacked me, you bastard! Crit. Yikes. Uh, very dead, Slod. Uh, it is able to get its claws into you, and you... How do you kill this thing? Uh, I just bash it over the head. Until it dies. <laughs> Until it dies from it. Until it's just a uh, mush. All right. Uh, make a DC 15 constitution saving throw. Yeah, that could have been bad. Yeah, you know, it, it could have. Red Slod's turn. All the Red Slod are Dodd. Dead? Get it? Dodd. Okay. And then this is the invisible gray Slod. He is going to run up under the effects of haste right now. And he is going to... uh, This first attack is going to be with advantage because uh, he's an unseen attacker. He's going to bite. This is coming in at you, Grundle. 24. That will hit me. For eight piercing damage. All right. And then he's going to claw at you twice. Uh, 26 and a crit. Yeah, those both hit. And then a hasted one final claw from his haste. Which misses with a nine. Grundle, that becomes your turn. 
Just calculating the damage real quick. And so much resistance says. All right. Still healthy as fuck. <laughs> yeah. I'm technically not even bloodied by that standard. Yeah, doing good. I'm gonna attack three times. 12, a 23, a 24. Two of those hit the gray slot, and it is very bloody. What's the matter? Don't you want a nice snuggle? Those other two were still invisible. Fuck you. Shut the fuck up. I'll be the big spoon. I don't even know what you're talking about. You're a frog, not a spoon. I'll explain it later. Let me show you. You'll love it. All right. I don't think so, but I think that's everything I got. That's my two techs, bonus action tech. Okay. That becomes the death slot's turn. So you guys are kind of grouped up nice for a little fireball. I think he's going to hurl one that way. Kobe. No. Oh. Counterspell. Counterspell. Yeah. Beautiful. It looks at you. What's the matter? I thought things were heating up. Nice. Cooling them down. <laughs> and then the other one's like, don't worry, brother. He can't have too many more of those. Watch this. And the other death slot's going to throw a fireball. Counterspell. Oh. <laughs> well, that's frustrating. I think not. How many of those magics you got there, boy? Just enough. Well, that's debatable. That is going to the blue slaughter dead. You guys are working your way through this. Oliver, you are hasted. And the uh, smaller slaughter starting to swarm around your friends here. Oliver takes a step forward and then he's going to make a melee attack and use grapple wire. Oliver leans back and then he fires a fist forward and his fist attaches chain hook to it and launches to this gray slot in front of Grundle for 26. <laughs> well, you're grappling on to a very dead body. Oh, that one's dead? Oh, because that kills it. <laughs> well, crap! <laughs> that was dope, though. So you just, like, grab it, rip its head off. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I fling it behind me. From fucking down court. <laughs> From downtown! I'm gonna have to pull in that NBA GM music again. I try to snatch somebody and I only snatch half of him. Oliver can't quite figure out the grappling wire. I love this RP. Grundle's just like standing there. He hears a chain rattle. A fist grabs the the fucking frog's head and then just Nailed it. First try. Nice. That's what you were trying to do, right? Yeah, and I just come rushing in to the other one. And I swing for a crit. Oh! 10 plus 2. All um, a 22 for 12. And 27 for 12. All of those hit. Boom, 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 boom. And then that will be the end of Oliver's turn as I stand this body that I just decapitated. <laughs> Gray, you're up. Oh, I was going to do something way cooler than this before, but yeah, we're making quick work of these guys. Uh, Gray will go ahead and uh, step to the side of Nivet's Pozu, where uh, he is kind of cornered by this one slot, uh, leaving the beefy boys to the other slot. 
Um, and then Gray will use a bonus action to haste themselves. Nice. Uh, using their ability. And then I will just fucking start slashing away at this fucking frog. Mm-hmm. First attack, booming energy rapier. It's a 26 to hit. Nice. Yeah, that hits. Uh, and that does 30 damage. 17 to hit. 17 does not hit. Or, okay. Yeah, 17 doesn't hit. And then a 23 and a 24. What's giving you advantage? Uh, Tensor's transformation. That gives you advantage too? Jesus. Yes. Okay. Certainly. Certainly. Indubitably. So that's like DM. 30, 48, 56, 62 damage. Yeah, this uh, slot's not looking great. All right, all right. I look. I like it rough, but this is getting a little out of hand. Why are these slots so perverted? Why are you so uptight? Ugh. We just want to have some babies. Great. Uh, let's see if Queen Kamomomomo can get out of fucking hold monster. <laughs> ah! <No. laughs> uh, Never. So, yeah, the uh, down. mini boss is not in the fight still. Nivets, it's your stupid fucking turn again. <laughs> what? That's just rude. Why, why would you be so mean? <laughs> just teasing, buddy. Just hit mm-hmm. him with a stick. <laughs> okay, well. Just hit the slot with your staff. Just I, I, I was just gonna. Yeah, I wanna see one melee attack from Nivets this campaign. <laughs> I don't want to. I'd just <laughs> rather. <laughs> Come on, let me see the stick. Give me the stick, baby. You want the stick, huh? You want the stick? What are you about to do? That sounds ominous. Well, I'm gonna pull out this staff of frost and shove. I mean. <laughs> oh, baby, <laughs> I see hot. <laughs> Damn it all, Grant. <laughs> what was I gonna do now? I'm sorry. I broke Something with process. your stick. <laughs> shove a frost staff up there. No, actually, I'm just gonna move away from this guy and my friend so I don't just get impregnated. Okay. Because that's not cool. Probably gonna get fucked by the, the, the storm, though. No, I um, forgot about attacks opportunities! Does the 14 hit you, though? No, because okay. I have my little cutoff is. Your what? Wait, no, I, no, no, I was thinking of the other person. Never mind, I got hit. Okay. Uh oh. Doesn't get hit, I get hit. <laughs> As Nivitz tries to retreat and doesn't think before he moves, and the slot tries to take that opportunity, a giant metal arm comes in between the two of them and blocks the blow. Nice. Well, you take the blow. Yes. Love you! So that's uh, 13 slashing, 8 necrotic. I think both of which are halved because you're in protect. Yes. All right, anything else, Nivitz? Nivitz is gonna then maximize uh, Firebolt. Well, would you say maximize? <laughs> what do you bid? Uh, evocation. Uh, Empowered evocation? Potent cantrip. Blah, 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 blah. Pot- wait, no, wait. Okay. <laughs> uh, maximize is it. Sorcerer I'm, ability. I'm derp, I totally maximize. I am, I am derping <laughs> right now. Grant got me flustered, and now I can't think. What's uh, wrong? Yeah. You're flushing. Yeah, but it's... For, for 11. <laughs> 11's enough. Uh, that thing dies. Unhappy. Unfulfilled. It, it's not... 
it wanted more. And that brings us to initiative 20, uh, the Winds of Chaos Blow. Grundle and Nivets are both not in the aura, which is nothing happens. And because so many are dead, that's right back to Queen Kamomomomomomomo, who is going to get out of Hold Monster nope. <laughs> with a two. And then that brings us to the Grey Slot, who's dead. <laughs> Grundle, it's your turn. I'm going to attack the Death Slot. The Grey one, Death. That is a Death Slot. It is Grey, but it's a Death Slot. 17, 15. Nope, nope. Hmm. Hmm. Grundle looks like inquisitive for a moment when both those attacks miss, and then just puts his machine gun up right up against it. And says, Alright! Ah! And uses the patty cannon. Oh no. Oh god. Hold, 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 hold. Let's do this. Oh god. Slow down. Fuck. <laughs> oh my god. Could you play some nice little like elevator music for me while I do the math? Fucking 22, 27, 12. Stop, 20. stop saying numbers while I'm doing math. What? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm using a calculator like a normal person. They they save the numbers for me. Okay, so I think this thing survives. It survives? I think it barely survives because are they all with advantage or are they... I don't know what you're ruling on that. I mean, I always attack recklessly, but they're ranged attacks. So I don't know if you can attack reckless on range. Yeah, it has less than 10 hit points, but it's alive. It, there's holes yeah, all it over says it. Melee, melee weapon, weapon attack attacks. rolls. It looks yeah. down at like pieces of it missing and looks up at you with like terrified eyes. Okay, I'm very injured. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to do an injured voice. Death slot away. I can rule. What? Hey, what are you doing? He casts fly on himself and tries to fly away. <laughs> oh, God. He got him. The attack of opportunity crushes the boy. Yeah. Death slot away. And then, yeah, you just hunt him out of the sky. I just bat him. I don't know if you guys have any aggression you need to take out on me or on this world or anything like that, but I, I'm comfortable not playing out the slaughtering of <laughs> the uh, infinitely uh, held monster Queen Kamomomomomo. That's a good pun. The, the slaughtering? Slaughtering. Uh, yeah, Queen Kamama is held. Uh, her children are dead all around her. The amount of like tadpole eggs that have been squished during this and just there's ooze and blood and just everything everywhere. Uh, as wide as a frog's eyes can be, she's like, mm, 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 mm. but I don't think we need to stay in turn order for whatever is about to All happen. All of her detonation punches right in the middle of her stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Blast her fucking torso out, out. Just her arms, legs, and head still remain in the air just for a second. Yeah. Yeah, however, this goes down. What's left inside of her just massive, like enlarged belly. Have you guys ever seen like a uh, like a little stress, like a stress ball get popped? Yes. Yeah. Like a Stretch Armstrong. Yeah. Like when you pierce her belly, uh, eggs come out like that, like just spill out of her and like puddle around, like squeezing out of the holes, making the holes bigger. Blood and eggs and guts and a very 
unmistakably magical object, a, I would say like a basketball-sized red gem with uh, ornate kind of like silver parts uh, embedded around it, almost like a little bit of a filigree. Uh, It joins this pile of disgusting parts of a frog and mama dies. Well, that was disgusting work. Uh, Nivets, do you mind uh, using any sort of fire cantrip to uh, just burn up these piles for us? No problem! And Nivets is just gonna go ham and is just fireballing everything everywhere. Nice. Yeah. It basically looks like Grundle shooting his cannon. Yeah. <laughs> he's just going... It doesn't smell terrible, either. Told you I was a better cook, Grendel. No, you're not. Once once the eggs start to get cooked, and it goes over the smell of the swamp and everything, it's, it's not the worst thing. I could eat. Just hear sizzles and pops. Gray is... Oh, this is, this is giving me, um, fucking PTSD. Uh, Gray is gonna cast Identify on this... The, the clearly magical thing. Yeah. You curse. Yep, you want to kill everybody, including yourself. It is the spawning stone. I don't have, like, a, a sheet written out for you, but this mm-hmm. this specifically, were you to, like, keep it in your possession, you would be able, you would be able to control any of these vile, disgusting aberrations that were spawned out of it. It basically acts as... The, the, the slod spawn, wherever this is, wherever there is like a dark, dank place within range of this thing, eventually a slod will crawl out of it. Uh, having this stone allows you to be the master of those things. Like, you, they will listen to you, they will follow you, they will always be beholden to whoever holds this stone. But you can't control the spawning. Hmm. Hmm. Could we just give it to the village? And it, I will say too, it's this is an evil, vile, disgusting object. There's nothing. Oh, there's no way that you feel like you could turn it around for good, or that you could like make a better. You know what I mean? Like like this is these are magical creations that are meant to impregnate and destroy. Right? It's not like a yeah. people. These are just aberrations. These are literal monsters that have been put together. Yeah. It's uh it's it, this is an evil object. I personally don't know cuz I haven't done this in a very very long time, but I imagine Gray would probably know or at least Nivets like how do you go about destroying a magic object? Punch it. It's <laughs> a good question. It's pretty tough in 5th edition to destroy magic items, I think. I think you have to like uh journey to the lava of Mount Doom. Seems reasonable to me. We just chuck it into the vacuum of space later. Yeah, but next thing you know, fucking Gemda Grand 2 electric boogaloo is going to scoop it up and slot army. What if we threw it into a star? I, I think that there are ways to contain it. I don't think there's a way to destroy like a legendary item like this, like something that's creating life. I don't. Okay. This, is, this is an artifact. So, I mean, you All would right. need to put it in like a demi plane. What we do is we put it in a fucking cola barrel and we put it on the hawk. Well, th- well, in that's the storage dark. room. That's dark and damp, so probably not. We'd want to keep it dry. Uh, but then we can use all the spawns to take on the fire We could drop this off in somebody's 
vicinity. This could be a nuke. Hmm. Will you will you give me a uh, yeah like a war crime save real quick, Austin? <laughs> yeah. That's 17? a seventeen. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a war crime. Yep. Yep. My ears Great. are itching. I feel like Billy Boom would love this, but I don't <laughs> think this is a good idea. Well, I think that we should probably keep it nice and dry until now. Probably not somewhere dark. Not somewhere that could trigger the spawning. Um, All right, where do you want it? Firebolt. It was a fuck me joke. Oh, yeah, that last one dies. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the gray is just going to hold onto the stone um, and then approach the rest of the group. All right, what next? Well, uh, we can return this purple torch thingy and see the big robot dude to see if that's good enough to go down to the next layer. Wouldn't mind resting first, though. Yeah. Uh, Gray is going to go, like, is there any part of this slot that won't, since it's dead, it won't, like, juice my goose, will it? If I take a part of it? Uh, I just want evidence of oh, okay. Queen yeah. Momomo dead. I think that you can do that, yeah. Okay. I think it's pretty easy to tell what the dangerous parts are. Um, There's also just some, like, uh, little piles of treasure here that have been taken from people that live in the village and so on and so forth. Nice. Yeah, let's let's dig into those. Don't have to tell me twice. (laughs) Uh, I cannot believe how highly I rolled. This is just a legitimate roll. I rolled 27,000 GP. Dibs. 27,000? We're getting up in level there where this is just how the loot tables work. I know it's crazy. Most of the games, like, most most games live between, like, 5 and 11. So, yeah. yeah. Now, granted, that's, like, one spell component for some of Nivitz's strongest spells. But still, it's a lot of gold. You got a lot of gold. And it costs a lot to learn those spells. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a couple magic items in here. I'm maybe going to regret not reading these before I choose to re-roll or not re-roll them, but you know what? There's nothing. If it's too strong, I'll just give Zoro's one. Yeah. <coughs> Great. Fair. There's a cube of force. The cube of force. Yeah, you can use an action to press one of the cube's faces, expending a number of charges based on the chosen face. Each face has a different effect. Has a pretty large uh, description there. And then there's an ion stone of awareness. And ion stones are pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, dang. Ion stone of awareness. You can't be surprised while the dark blue rhomboid orbits your head. No. That's actually, like, kind of, in a weird way, like, fateful, because uh, Zara's is kind of like a rogue archetype and can negate, like, sneak attack or unseen attacker damage. I don't know. Just seems uh, fitting, in a way. Fateful. Right? All right. Where are you guys headed? To, uh... So we got the stone, did it. We go to the next level. No, wait. No, we don't. Now we can go do whatever we have to do to get to the next level. Yeah, I mean, we, we can return the, 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 the torch and then talk to the guy and see about getting, if he'll let us down. Yeah. Uh, Gray, returning the bit of the torch that you took? Yes. Yeah, we should. Okay. Anything oh. that you want to do in town? Are you guys wanting to long rest there? Because that was one thing that was brought up. I just want to... Yeah, I think we'd want to go long west. I want to infor- we'd want to inform the people that we have handled the slot. Ass! Let me see your ass! Oh my god! Oh, oh god! It's, it's the penis guy again. A pe- 
I am not penis guy. Oh, that's what we've been calling you behind your back. You were, you were very concerned about biological parts, so I figured I'd call you penis guy. I do not remember that part of our conversation <laughs> at all. Oh, all you can talk about. I really, I can't even tell if you're teasing me right now. It's the most distinguishing feature of your character. My, my name is Billiam Dustwalker. I'm the town guard, and I have a cool gun. I don't know much about peni. Penises. Well, see, Grundle asked if what you were, and you said, I have a penis. Boss, I really, I really do not remember that. All right. I'm recalling this now, yes, a little bit. I'll believe you. I trust you. We don't you. have to go around the block on it again. All right, all right. I hear you. What, what you got back in town doing another rest? Everything good? Enjoying limbo? I'm going to hold up my, the trophy of mo, 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 mo. That's a big piece of frog. What you? What is it? Is that? He looks real close. He's like, is that? That's the big one. Watch out, I'll bite. <laughs> he jumps back a little bit. Uh, how'd you get? Every time. How'd you land one of those big ones? Like I said, I would buy you time. I'm here to return the torch, and not that you will necessarily need it because this lot are gone. He like, uh, you could tell he's taken aback. He's like, I was just about the best news I ever done heard. Put that thing up on a stick in the middle of town. You're going to make a lot of people's days. Oh, man, we got to get out the good. got to get the good noodles. We got to get all the spaghetti yams. We got to find us some drinks. We got to have a party. I think oh. you just done made yourselves the heroes of limbo there. I think we deserve that. Cool. Nice. We yeah. demand a song be made in our name. What? Isn't heroes, don't, don't heroes get songs? I don't know. Yeah, and so, I mean, I, if you guys are going to rest there tonight, um, I mean, I don't want to take the trophy away from you, but I think they'd want to, like, display it in some yeah, fashion. Yeah, you know, for sure. That's That was the goal, is is just to show them and be yeah. like, yeah, it's it's fucking over. I don't need the trophy. The, uh, the same little girl who, like, saw you taking the torch and, like, burst into tears, like, runs up and gives you, like, just the biggest hug, like, around your legs and thanks you and... They like they just break out everything like all the like best food that they can like muster and drinks and it's just I mean it's it's not terrible you know what I mean for being out here so far away after being on the ship for so long uh, it's a lot of really happy people celebrating and uh, everyone is eternally grateful you bought them a lot of time you know what I mean and I think that that's what they would communicate to you and then you can all take a long rest. And you can level up to 15. Yeah, we don't need to stop and do it right now. Um, You can do it uh, in between. I don't know when the next... I don't know with you guys. I mean, maybe you do need to... (laughs) Well, I will make sure you're leveled up before we fight again. Um, But we can do that. Anything that night before rest? Uh, No. I don't think Oliver knows how to handle being praised as a hero. I think... Gray would try to like speak up with with Nivets, you know, both being like wizard and both studying and everything like that, like getting to know one another a little bit here. So, um, where did you study? Oh, well, let's see. Studying under my master. Um, that that was quite a long time ago. Trying to can't really think of his name at the moment, but I did most of my actual studying when I was a papa knight. Well, Papa Wizard, whatever you want to call it. 
Gray would probably joke here, you know, like, quite a lot of respect for your master, I see. Mm-hmm. He was a, he was an old coot, that's for sure, but I liked him. Where'd you study? Well, Nivitz, I grew up on a moon in the flesh system, and lived in a monastery for probably most of my life. I can't really recall, because we apparently didn't believe in calendars or years, so I was happily an adult by the time I had to leave, but I studied there. Very interesting. Uh, try to make a, make us all stay in a monastery back in the Palpanites. Didn't really stick. And, well, you... You'll come to know why I didn't fit in in the monastery as we, we hang out. <laughs> but, power to you! Uh, tell me a little bit more about your genetically altered friends over there. Who, uh, Grendel and Oliver? Yeah. Hmm, well, let's see. The boy's alright. Got some issues, but he's mostly alright. You know, kind of an underground fighter. Lots of stuff that, you know... Probably more you should ask him and figure it out from, because, you know, it's his story, but... Big guy, whoa! Uh, well, we kind of picked him up in the shuttle with a few other guys that you've met. You know, Billy, the big guy... Well, no, that that guy's dead now. Um, and... Where did he get his alterations from? Cool, I don't even know if he's altered. <laughs> I think he's just that way. There's gotta be some sort of mark... On him or something? Some, He's some like sort a test of... tube baby. Well, he does talk to the doctor about a rash on his butt. Maybe that's the mark? Grundle, show oh, yeah. your butt. Grundle! <laughs> God, I want to see that I'm eating, man. It's What's Grindle. the difference? He just cooked you the food off his butt pan. You're afraid you're going to throw up your spaghetti M's? I love spaghetti M's, man. All right, Grundle, show me your butt. I'm looking for any sort of... Uh, genetic fingerprint, basically. Uh, us bioengineers like to leave some sort of trace, some sort of mark to sign our work. So, let me see your butt. Alright, just be careful where you stick those genetic fingerprints. <laughs> I don't think so. Oh no. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I guess Gray Gray is trying to figure out if if this is just like an actual rash or if this is like a signature from a geneticist. Give me a uh, butt investigation uh, check with. You're looking at the rash you said? Yeah. Okay, give me give me the investigation check with uh, disadvantage, and then give me a medicine check. Uh, investigation check with disadvantage is a seven, and a medicine check is a five. <laughs> I mean, it looks like it could use some cream, but that's Ugh. about all you're getting from it. You should really get this checked out. It's obscene. By someone who's right? an actual doctor. It gets bigger, like, every week. It's getting bigger? Yeah, it smells horrible. Oh, God. Yeah, you need to get this cleaned before I can clean any sort of information off of you. Hmm. I've been looking into it. Oh, it's something to do with essence. I'm allergic to it. <laughs> would I don't even know if Gray would know what essence is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Essence is... Yes, you do. Okay. Every Everybody does. I mean, it, it's like the magical power of the universe. 
Right. Grundle basically said I'm allergic to being alive. Right. Yeah. Can I make a history check to see if any, I have ever heard of anyone ever being allergic to essence? Uh, no, but you haven't. Grundle, okay. how can you be allergic to essence and also want to eat it? Wouldn't that just make you more sick? I'm also allergic to dairy, but I still eat lots of ice cream. That is the one thing that I've noticed about you. <laughs> Sorry about that fart. That's because of all the dairy. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it back around. <laughs> Please don't bring it back around. <laughs> we experienced it once before. <laughs> we want oh it God. out the door. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, Gray would probably um, pull up their sleeves and you would see a really intricate marking um up both of their their wrists and they would say for instance this is what i'm looking for this is my genetic fingerprint the thing that i left on myself to show that i was worked on this is what has given me these and gray's going to show those gliders on their their those like weird manta gliders that Goy has previously experienced, um, as well as some kind of like chitinous plates uh, on their like collar and fronts of their arms and stuff like that. Tur, that's really cool. Wish I had something like that. I'm pretty sure you do. Oh, that's like signature, right? Yes. Yeah, I got one of those. Where? What's it? Oliver just turns around and is like, you've seen it before. And it's just, there's a, like a tattoo, like on the back of Oliver's neck of like a small shitty tattoo of like a double dice in a six with an L through it. Yeah. I'm like technically property of Lucky Lucio or was before he died. I thought it was just a tattoo. I mean, it's like his, what do you call it? Fucking mark. Like a slave mark. Man, I have any kind of marks. This is lame. Can you guys give me a mark? Yeah, dude, I'll stamp you. Alright. Is it gonna hurt? Yeah, we gotta go get a piece of metal and get it super hot. And then we'll stab it in your forehead. I don't like the idea of bearing some sort of infection in a place like this. We have no idea what kind of biosphere, what kind of genetic gross parasites are out here. I mean, we definitely don't want a interstellar infection going on. So let's probably not do that. (laughs) (laughs) Alright. Once I have some lab lab equipment, I'd love to take a look at you further, Grundle, as well as uh, if you were willing and wanting, um, I could probably work genetically on you. Don't worry, Grundle, we'll brand you when we get home. Billy will help us. Alright. Maybe there's one, like, inside of me somewhere. That is a possibility. Maybe they heard it in my ear? Ear, stomach, heart, lungs, anywhere you inside you. Really. ears? Well, yeah, how do you think I hear? <laughs> I don't know. There are these holes right here. See? One, oh. two, three. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was like magic. <laughs> Alright, uh, the night goes pleasantly. Um, people are up Late, late into the night, partying and making merriment. 
um, in the morning when you guys were to leave, you would be approached by some of the townspeople, and they would give each one of you a potion of supreme healing. This is from our uh, special, you know, special reserves. I mean, this is some of the best stuff we've ever gotten in the nets. We want you to have it. We don't know how, really how else to thank you, but thank you. And a uh, that little girl runs back up to you, Gray, and slips a piece of paper into your hand and then runs away. I'm going to slide it into my pocket so that I can read it once I'm more alone. And then uh, to Cyprum, or you guys want to hang out here? Or do you want to get back on the hawk? I don't know. You're not, no, the hawk's not here. You're on we, Maxwell's ship. We can ship. get back on the hawk. <laughs> no. The Maxwell's ship. Yeah, uh, Gray will probably go off in a little bit of a direction and, you know, for a little bit, um, say that they're going to get some lunch or something like that. Uh, and while they are out, they will read the little piece of paper. Yeah. Um, could you give me like a Christmas save? Okay. What a little bitch. That's cool. <laughs> That's a three. This does make you cry, but it is a a little drawing of the four of you uh, with Mama's head in tow. Gray, you're holding the head and in the middle, and you have the little purple torch. And Grundle's there, and Nivis is there, and Oliver is there. And no matter how cool or tough you are, with a three... If you got tear ducts, or however that works, you well up a little bit. Yeah, I think Gray is a pretty emotionally cool person. They're very restrained. Not because they are actually cool, but because they know that they're an ugly crier. And I think... (laughs) I think Gray... With some fucking eggs, Benny in front of them, uh, starts to ugly cry and folds up the piece of paper and slides it next to a uh, photo of them and their their friends in their jacket sleeve, their jacket pocket, right up against their chest. All right, uh, you all head to Cipram's tower. Cipram is bouncing around a little bit. Seems very excited. Like all these like lightning strikes from Limbo are hitting the tower. Uh, and I mean, you broke a you broke a cycle. Like what whatever happens next, who can know? Right? Like true chaos. The infinite possibilities ahead of the changes that you have made here are exciting. And if you want, Cipram will grant you passage to Heresy. You may talk to Cyprim too. Hey, did you see us fighting those frogs? Yes, affirmative. Bad ass. Facts. Crazy. What's Chaotic. Next? <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't like him either. That. What? What'd you say? Huh? Uh, Gray said, "What's What's next?" Mm, do or you asked. want to stay here and do more badass shit? We unfortunately have to keep moving. Deal is deal and he casts some sort of magic in front of you and these little black roots start to branch up around your feet uh, wrapping around your legs Uh, and if you let them this isn't like a forced thing they're going to pull you through the floor here okay assuming everyone goes along with it these black branches consume you they pull you down through the floor of limbo 
and into the next realm of exile. For a moment, you're in the space between. You're in this great black tree, empty space everywhere. You can breathe fine. You can see fine, but it's just not quite... You're in between something as you're going down this tree into one of these lower realms. Uh, You come to a large stone plate-like area. Looks to be about the size of like a city. Definitely smaller than Limbo. It is in parallel with two other plates. The far plate, far away from you, you see fire and you know portals and creatures that are so massive you can see them from here, demonic creatures. In the center looks to be just like a normal stone plate. And the one that you're being pulled into, Heresy, the entirety of Heresy is upside down. So you get pulled through Limbo and then through Heresy, and you are now upside down. It takes a moment to like get used to as you enter, because like gravity is holding you to this plate that is wrapped in these branches of this tree, but you still feel kind of like that imbalance, like you're going to fall at any time, like you know you're upside down, not like the blood is rushing to your head or anything, but it's still, it's a little off-settling. The trunk of the black tree like stretches down before you ending in this skull. So rather than looking up into the sky, you're basically looking down at the skull. Yeah, as we move into this next layer, I do. I, I it's a poor uh, play on my part, but I did think it was important to bring up that Oliver has pretty consistently been talking to himself pretty regularly at this point. I guess Gray probably wouldn't notice it as anything different because he's done it since he met him, but Grendel and Nivitz might notice. Mm. Hmm. That's weird. What are y'all humming about? Oh, I'm just wondering who Oliver's been talking to, really. No, he keeps talking to himself. Not talking to myself. Well, you're not talking to me, but that's not unusual. Yeah, you weren't talking to me because I kept asking and you wouldn't respond. I'm talking to you. Talking to Jaden. Poor sweet boy. It's not a big deal. Let's keep moving. Why is this place upside down anyways? Yeah, can I can I make some sort of check just to see like what the fuck is going on here? Like we're just on a big gray plate, like a giant city-sized plate. Yeah, I, I was just pausing for that part. Okay. Um, so on this plate, as you are you know upside down, you see in the sky is this skull and the big trunk of this tree. There's not like the imps and the fae aren't flying overhead anymore. There's a ton of buildings packed into this space. There are churches and cathedrals. Uh, very tall buildings, very close together. And there's people just milling about. There are all sorts of forms and races and people that you're accustomed to. But there's also a a variety of creatures you would identify as lost. They seem humanoid. And like looking at a lost is can be strange. It's like almost a mishmash of all the people you've met before. Like basically like the sum average of everyone you've ever met. But if you focus like very intently... You can see these like larger scorpion forms like you saw with Margaret and you can see like the floating shrimp is what you called it and just some forms in between. They're all like arthropod in nature, but there are definitely some lost here. Uh, the primary building in this area is an unmistakable facsimile of the Church of the Ever and All Host. It's at the far end of the plate away from where you're at. And like the one you saw at the Vatican, it's like these large intricate stained glass windows uh, depicting just hundreds of different deities from you know, times past, and there's this huge glass double doors lined with gold and gems. 
the the gold and gems would be different than what you saw at the actual Vatican space station, where that would have been silver and platinum. So that's kind of like the the difference there. And it wouldn't be too hard to guess that the Lord of the Realm would likely be in the that primary building there. Yeah, I would say probably start heading that way. Yeah. No dilly dally with this crew. Yeah, no dilly dally. Right through everyone um, who is in there just kind of going about their day kind of the same way as Limbo. You aren't attacked or anything as you make your way into the uh, this whatever Church of the Ever and All Host like building is. Inside there is through kind of the hallways and through these just kind of different doors whatever the main area inside the Church of the Ever and All Host is like a uh, church cathedral right with pews and a podium. However on the stage where traditionally would be a podium and a choir and things like that, there is this massive inky black ooze, easily like the size of the hawk, right? Like it's a massive thing. It's formless and disgusting inside this ever shifting, like moving shell of hands and feet and faces. And it's like morphing and shaping and dissipating just constantly. And any face that you do see for a moment has this like unmistakable terrified gaze of just disgust and agony the aura of darkness that it kind of radiates all around it immediately reminds you of a very specific manifestation of the spell spirit guardians that you've seen before surrounding it from all angles are portals and the ooze is stretching these tentacle like extensions of itself into them there's maybe 20 portals in total and peering into the portals, basically where the portal meets the tentacle, you cannot see the tentacle any longer. But inside the portal, you see images from all around the galaxy. They're blurry and the details are very scant, but you are sure you see at least Pope Gromlug. You definitely see Zoros for a moment. There's a lot of people you don't recognize. Uh, one specifically, Grundle, you'd be the only one I'd allow to make a perception check here. So let's give it like a DC 18. 11. Okay, yeah, you don't quite catch that person. And if you were to approach this thing, this just massive ooze would pull a tentacle out of one of these portals and wrapped around the uh, end of this tentacle is this like fleshy golem. And it is the figure that uh, Cardinal Jean-Paul had morphed into, the flesh golem. Its eyes are dead, its jaws like dislocated and slack. And he holds this creature out to you and it starts to morph. First, it changes briefly into the like flat gray shape of the flatling, and then it changes into who you would recognize as Cardinal Jean-Paul, rather the imposter Cardinal Jean-Paul, right? This thin tentacle extends from the ooze and rams itself into the back of this creature's skull, and it begins to speak, even though it's like dead mouth is not moving. Ugh. Welcome to heresy. Oh, it's so good to see you again. How have you been? Do we is, know you? Is that Cardinal Jean-Paul? I killed Cardinal Jean-Paul. Yeah, he's he's dead. Oh, water under the bridge. Who haven't we killed, right? Wait, you killed Cardinal? Well, actually, I think he killed Cardinal Jean-Paul. Now, 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 now. We, we are the Ever and All host. Formed from a single drop of blood of the Ever and All host. We're the piece of the inevitable that was brought to the Convergence. My punishment, my imprisonment, 
separated from myself. Oh, I am persecuted, but I do persevere. I am the future inevitability. And what brings you to my realm? What brings you to heresy? How can I help you? We're looking to go down. Down? Yeah. Yep. Whatever for? There's some debts. Vengeance. Well, I'm gonna need some more information than that. I'm gonna, you gotta give me the scoop. I'm gonna kill the usurper. Oh, that's spicy. I like that. Go on, go on. Why are we going to kill the usurper? Cause he sucks. <laughs> yeah, cause he sucks. Yep. You just love killing things, don't you? Did someone point you in his direction? Well, he was a father of a friend once. I think. I... Oh, oh, I forgot how adorable you were. You have no idea what you're doing, do you? So what are we doing? You want to descend? Well, I suppose we should make some sort of arrangement then? Yeah, like the last one? What, you want us to farm for you? Farm for You could feed me. Do you want to feed me? No. Not particularly. Well, then sounds like we're going to be close friends because I control the way up. And the way down. How do you feed? So a uh, a vein like pops and squelches out of this thing and just starts like kind of flopping around in the sky with like fluid splurting out of it, spilling onto the floor. And these drops of fluid just like slowly start to creep back the, the massive mass. And the ever and all host like passes this vein in front of you. And he's like, well, why don't you tell me what are your... Corbally, what what are your dogmas? Why do you do what you do? Your beautiful, tasty, wonderful thoughts you cling to to guide you through this absurdity of this existence. Why don't we pick one of those and you give that to me? And he passes this little vein in front of you. Uh, and he passes in front of Gray and he's like, okay, ooh. We've got some loyalty in here. That's a little mundane, but it will do. And it passes in front of Oliver. He's like, oh, yes, vengeance. It's a classic, but so, so delicious. And it floats in front of Grundle, and it's like, oh, okay. We've got some pride and some rage and some violence. Oh, but, oh, there's something deeper in there, isn't there, Grundle? What is that? Do you want to tell them or should I? I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, you know. Tell them what's in there. Tell them what's deep, deep, deep down inside of Grundle. I'm sure we'll see it in an hour or two anyways. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. You can keep your secrets, big guy. That's fine with me. I want to know my own secrets. Oh, Grundle. You're wildly insecure, aren't you? We don't talk about that, though, do we? The biggest and the strongest. Are you afraid you can't be the tallest one? It's adorable. It's absolutely precious. And he floats this little vein in front of Nivets and says, Oh, well, this doesn't really have any beliefs at all, do you? You're just your own god. Well, I didn't think that was much of a secret. (laughs) <laughs> and it kind of floats back. It's like, oh, you've all got a little bit of heresy in there. So, how will I tempt you? Hmm. Let's say this. Are you ready? Do you accept my test? 
need to make sure we're all on the same page before we begin. What exactly is the test? I'd like to know. No spoilers. No spoilers. You're in my realm. I like to read the fine print. I don't trust this guy at all. Are you sure? All right. Let's just do the test. What? Just do the test. All right. Uh, sure. This is lunacy. Indeed. Problem. No, this is heresy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to need some verbal confirmation from all of you. I have it from the little one. I have it from the angry one. What about the green one? What about our little wizard friend? We weren't supposed to make agreements. Well, I already have two, so are you in it together or not? You don't got it, man. Well, I kind of do. It sounds like I do. I mean, you could just walk away. I've come this far. We can always fight. I'm sure I'll only be able to kill a couple of you. You want to test that? Maybe it does sound like he wants to test that. That's completely up to you. I just want to play a little game. Do we expect to have adverse consequences if we do accept? Oh, of course. And also, your greatest desires. Should just kill him. Hmm. So, big consequences and our greatest desires. What's new? Sounds like another day in the office. I have whispers to whisper. I have strings to pull. I have things to do. So, either be on your way or let's play a little game. Hmm. I mean, if the be on your way option is on the table, we could just go. <laughs> the, the problem is, we either gotta kill this guy or do this task. Or. Oh, oh yeah. I thought he was yeah. gonna just let us go. I thought. Aren't you just a little curious? Yeah. I mean, just a little bit. I guess. He's the way down and up. Yep. I mean, you could always try violence. I've, I hear they've got quite the party going on over there. They're just leaving all willy-nilly. They don't even follow the rules anymore. I told you we should have gone to violence. Can we travel over and not down and up freely? Yeah, so the three, the centrism, violence, and heresy are, um, you can, you're free to travel between the three of them. Oh, okay. Wow. And if the three are in balance, you can travel freely. Okay, I know. If I go to violence, one of you assholes might die. Just do the test. Right. How bad could it be? We say, Gray, we just do the test. Gray's gonna sigh and nod. Well, fuck, I guess we're in. As soon as the the verbal confirmation arrives, uh, there is just, like the room decompresses and zooms in. Austin, Cody, Tyrell, you may not speak and none of you can move. The vein flies in front of you, Nivitz. Says, oh, Nivitz, the tiny little heretic. You believe you're a god, but you can't make the simplest of choices. I thought that's what gods do. They didn't do the simple things. They just do their own thing. So here's the little game we're going to play. We're going to pick which one of your friends I'm going to tempt. Isn't that fun? They'll gain something. They'll lose something. Their greatest desires, their greatest fears... Who knows? Will you give a relative stranger such immense power? Will you deprive your closest friends from their potential ability to have their greatest desires? 
What will you choose, Nivets? You get to make the choice. I know how much you like making choices. Let's do 10 seconds. Pick one of them. Hmm. One. What did Grundle say his greatest desire was? Two. They can't talk. Three. Um, Four. Well, I don't remember Grundle having a big desire, so... Five. That's Grundle. That wasn't too bad. You did so well, Nivets. I'm proud of you. All right, Grundle. And this room zooms in on you. You know what I mean? Like, everything just seems to be, like, flying around the depth of field thing that movies do. You know what I mean? Sure. Zooms into you, Grundle, and says, All right, are you ready, Grundle? I have two choices for you. I can give you either a bond to an extremely powerful sentient weapon, but it will only fight for you if the cause is just, and you will never wield another weapon again. There would be no more space pirate Grundle, only the grand hero Grundle. You will be powerful, maybe the most powerful, but you will be good. Or I can give you your friend back. And the ooze surges and you see an unmistakable black feather come out of it and then get sucked back into it. But no matter what you consume, no matter what you learn, no matter what weapon you wield, someone will always be stronger than you. And that's where we're going to end our episode. You oh, you son of a bitch! You you bastard. Bastard. You Thank you guys bastard. so much for listening to the homebrew. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, Grundle's great choice. We'll see what he picks next week. If you are paying attention, uh, we have some awesome announcements at the beginning of the episodes. I'm not going to go back through them, but if you're an announcement skipper, don't skip those announcements. Those are really really cool. I do want to invite you to check out our Discord and our Patreon, both of which are linked at thehomebrewpodcast.com. That's thehomebrewpodcast.com. That has links to our Discord. It's the best Discord of all the Discords. And our Patreon, where you can support the show. You can get your name put in the show. We can do shout-outs. There's all sorts of fun stuff there. And the Patreon is how we are able to put this show out weekly and grow the network and all that stuff. So please consider it. And either way... Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week for episode 75 of The Homebrew. Thanks for listening, listeners. Our story has come to a close for the week, and that means it's time to thank our listener sponsors, starting with Samuel Pierce, who shall forever be emblazoned upon the Homebrew Wall of Fame as our first Crusher Mania season pass holder. Thanks for believing in us, Sam. As well as Ryan, a longtime listener. Don't forget about Tara Hoffman, that one ender who thought rolling down the window in space was safe. Uh, rest in peace, Tara. Watch out for Adrian Josie, the silent assassin who just broke out of the prison colony on Hadria. And Trevor, zombie dad, Belmont, hunter of the unholy. You're a bastard, Trevor, but you're the bastard I choose to fight alongside. Special thanks to the last guppy. Last of his kind, in search of a new home. And Austin Katzenberger, the inventor of the Catburger and secret nemesis of Ricky Rat. Check out Austin's project at foldsofhonor.org. And Timon King, previously a longtime listener of Galaxy to Galaxy Radio, who hacked their location and joined the crew. 
I knew I should have set up that extra firewall. Oh well. Of course, there's Colossus, a rock golem formed in nature and then lost in the stars. Hope to see you again someday, Colossus. Here's to you, Tritus, the fifth cog. Best damn warforged gunslinger this side of the Milky Way. And Odin, the egg thief. Get your damn hands off my goddamn eggs, Odin. Keep an eye out for Zip, a tiny adventurer seeking to help his parents. Good luck, little guy. Find out about our Patreon offerings at patreon.com slash thehomebrew, and we'll see you next week.